Welcome to the By the Hood podcast. Before we jump into this episode, just wanted to make you aware that on our website, bythehood.com, we have a free webinar on an intro to the stock market. So please go check it out. Just go to bythehood.com and you'll get the free intro to the stock market webinar. Take it easy and enjoy this episode. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the By the Hood podcast or webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every episode, that's showing gratitude, man. We want to say thank you to anyone who supports anything that we've got going on. Special shout out to all the students from By the Hood University, all the kids from the By the Hood ownership camp. Just want to say, um, you know, thank you to everyone who supports anything we got going on, whether that's just giving us a like on our content, sharing it. Um, We just want to, you know, start every show by doing that because you guys make it possible for us to do what it is we do. But as you know, our show is designed to highlight brothers and sisters who are doing amazing work in the community. And I got my partner, Crown, who will be core. What's up, bro? What's the deal? How y'all doing? You know, every day above ground is a good day. Never going to complain about being alive. This is true. This is absolutely true, good brother. Listen, man. We got our DCG brother in the building with us, man. We, we, you know, um, we highlight brothers and sisters, like I said, who are doing positive work, man. This guy has had an amazing story, and we want to make sure we highlight him. We got our brother Christopher Boyd on. Chris, what's up, bro? Peace, peace, family. Thank y'all for having me, man. Pleasure to be on the show, man. I, I've been watching y'all for a while, man. That's that's the crazy part. I've been watching y'all, and now y'all got me on the show, man. That's like. Hey, listen, man. That's that real manifestation for real, bro. <laughs> listen, you're doing your thing, man. And you know, um, you know, uh, you you the you the, the the metaverse petty man, you know what I'm saying? That's that that's the moniker <laughs> everybody giving you about being petty in the metaverse, man. And that and you know, that's like on a lot of people's brains right now. But you've been on this for a while, and we're gonna talk about it, man. Um no a lot of the things that I've learned and, and done in the metaverse is because I paid to go to a multiple of Chris's trainings, right? So um I still take classes. I pay people for their information. And Chris is somebody that I've paid for like almost a year at this point, paid for information and, you know, it made a tremendous impact on my business. So, you know, definitely want to highlight you, good brother, because uh, I, I can vouch for you knowing your stuff. Um, for sure. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that, though. But before we do, though, um, and just to give everybody a little baseline in terms of what Chris does, Chris is a full time crypto entrepreneur. So he's in the crypto space and he's doing all kinds of, of amazing work. And we're going to highlight that. But let's talk about your background. Where are you originally from? Uh, originally, I am from Detroit, Michigan. You know what I'm saying? 48205 stand up. You know what up, though? <laughs> Got to have my hat on at all times. Anytime that you see me, nine times out of 10, is going to be wearing a D hat. So yes. got to stand up for the city, bro. That's what's but, up, um, man. So what was your background like um, coming up in Detroit? Like, you know, uh, what kind of student were you as a kid? Uh, man, I, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I'm a high school dropout. Okay. All right, let's I'm talk about school, it. I, 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 I never graduated from high school. Um, I, I didn't like school, bro. School didn't really entertain me. You know what I'm saying? It didn't really teach me what I wanted to know. It never really prepared me. The only thing that really prepared me as far as school goes was learning how to read and do math. That was it. I would have never guessed that considering like your, your knowledge in, in certain tech spaces. It's kind of interesting to hear you say that. I would have never guessed that. Um, yeah. All right. So you dropped out. So what kind of journey did, what kind of journey did you have? Right. So we know that right now, um, and me and you just talking about that, how you left your job, you're a full-time crypto entrepreneur, but Absolutely. what was that journey like of, of being a high school dropout? How did you get from there to where you are now? Like, what was that journey? 
Oh man, that journey was crazy. All right. So y'all, y'all want to hear the journey. Let's go ahead and talk about that. So um my journey started, I want to say when I was about 18 years old on the real. I was trying to figure out how wealthy people actually made money in the world. Like, okay, I know about real estate and I know about um different things as far as like investments go. And you always hear that buy low, sell high. Right. So I was one of those people. I'm like, okay, if I could buy it for a dollar, I could sell it for $2. But what really clicked in my head was I noticed that the banking industry was only offering like two, 3% on a certificate of deposit at the time. And when I was 18, I think it was like 2003, I'm only 35 years old. So, Mm -hmm. um, when I saw that, I was adding up the numbers and I was like, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to need a million dollars just to even really see some type of return. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll never get there. I'll never get there. So I already psyched myself out. I was already talking to myself negatively. And I went from talking about getting into banking, trying to get my income up and started truck driving. So okay. I used to drive trucks for CR England. My okay. pops, he was the one who taught me about driving trucks because he made a good living. He actually put me and my sisters, you know what I'm saying, through a private school when we were younger, but I didn't like private school. I didn't mm-hmm. like the fact that I had to wear a uniform and I had to walk in a line and I had to be in the classroom with all these other people. I never liked school. I never yeah, so liked you, you didn't want to conform. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't. I really couldn't. And And to be honest, uh, I feel like I have ADHD because I can't focus on one thing at a time. It's like my brain is always like, OK, if we, we got 15 minutes to discuss this so and then let's move right? on to the next subject. <laughs> I often think about how many people in my in my past that, you know, especially people from going to school that, you know, had issues, probably had ADHD. But that wasn't something that was being diagnosed back then. No, 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 it wasn't. And, and to be honest, I, I smoke weed to help counteract that that gives me that that focus you know what i'm saying when i Mm -hmm. smoke it slows everything down for me got you so you got into the trucking game Mm -hmm. um and getting into the trucking game what made you like kind of make that transition how did you transition from that into like entrepreneurship okay Um, yeah explain that one so i transitioned from truck driving um truck driving only lasted about six months okay so I seen what truck driving can do, but it was still slow money. I'm like, this it's not moving fast enough. Where is the money? And come to find out the money is actually in the ownership of the actual truck and of leveraging other people's time. Mm-hmm. So when I found that out, that is when I started transitioning into entrepreneurship. So I had bought a truck. I don't even know how I got the funds for the truck. I don't know where the money came from, from the truck. I couldn't begin to tell you where I count, where I found the money for a truck, mm-hmm. but it didn't pan out because something happened with the, with the funding or with my business uh, sense. So it, all of that just fell through. So transition from that, I was going into uh, what is that uh, company called? Carrot bars. Okay. Transition into carrot bars, uh, found out about cryptocurrency and was really diving into it. But they were like, um, you can give us your Bitcoin and we can give you our uh, 
our cryptocurrency and then you know you can get interest and it was a whole mlm and then they just tanked the whole thing tanked the whole system. so your your foray into crypto is through an mlm yes that's another interest i didn't know all that see your story is yeah. crazy i didn't know that <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you so when that tanked i just went and i looked for the real information and i ran across this brother named ramon wilson shout out to him um, he led me on a journey just like breadcrumbs, like, hey, Chris, you might want to check this out. And as the information that I was absorbing, it actually led me to another brother named D. Duncan. Okay. D. Duncan was the very first person that I listened to as far as uh, anybody familiar with synthetics? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Synthetics was the very first platform where I started earning interest on my crypto. And but the interest on the crypto was paying out like crazy numbers. Like for every 100 SNX that you had, you would get like 10 SNX when it first started. Mm -hmm. So fast forward from that, still in synthetics a little bit, but not as much. Um, I found out about Sandbox. Mm -hmm. Sandbox was something that nobody had ever created. That metaverse, that digital real estate was something when I first saw it, the sandbox token was only like three cents. Yeah, it was only like three cents. Now it's like almost eight dollars. So when I first found out about the metaverse, it was like, wait a minute, digital real estate. And I started talking about it and people was like, well, why would you want to purchase digital real estate? And I'm like, why wouldn't you? Cause I'm I'm I don't know about y'all, and I do know about my my boy. I know y'all heavy in the real estate, but when I saw this, I was like, you could actually own real estate without physically owning real estate. Mm -hmm. There's no overhead costs. There's no maintenance fees. There's nobody to pay to manage your land. None of that. Strictly out of your wallet going into a whole different thing bro so when i when i got into that when i got into that space into the metaverse it was more so like the ownership aspect for me okay so that's that's when you really like you know really clicked mm -hmm. um that's interesting so a couple things i'm going to put out there for um for the folks watching or listening um and mlm is a multi-level marketing company for people that may not know a lot of, a lot of you probably know um but that's interesting because this is just my opinion. I know I'm going to slander for this. Um, <laughs> MLM and crypto don't really mix, right? And, and I think no. that most of those things are scams. Oh. Yeah, most no. of those things are scams. And I know I, I'm going to get yelled at for that because people be in my inbox every day trying to like get me in their MLM or crypto. And I just don't, mm -hmm. there's no need for it. It's, it's almost like the Forex people. Like, there's no need. Like, if you're right. going to trade Forex, trade Forex. There's no need for the MLM. Um, so, mm -hmm. um, Send all your hate mail to Corey though. But um <laughs> so I think I think that's interesting that uh that was your foray into it, considering mm -hmm. like you know, when I came across your work, you 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 knew your stuff. Like I I would have yeah. never guessed, I would have first of all, I never guessed like your entire story is, is crazy to me. Um mm -hmm. but that sandbox thing, man. I remember um and you know, we mentioned and shout out to everybody in DCG. Um, we're all members of DCG. Um, you know, which is a mastermind that all of us are in and we share information and, you know, build and, and, and train together. But Absolutely. I was in the DCG training um, about a year ago and it was about sandbox. And I remember vividly 
<laughs> me being pissed because I wanted to buy sand at the time and it was 18 cents. Right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't buy it that night. I said, I buy it tomorrow. Next day it was 22 cents. And I complained mm-hmm. and complained about that four cents. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm sitting back like I should have dropped my entire net worth on it. Now looking at how it was. Yeah. <laughs> was like $6, right. And I was like, but I vividly remember that, you know, and the good thing is I did take action to buy those lots. But mm-hmm. the metaverse, right? So you talked about the digital real estate, but um, mm-hmm. and I mentioned this already um during this conversation. I took a couple of your trainings, and mm-hmm. you were showing me things in the metaverse and NFTs way before that even became a thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I already know you're well planted. Like I, I learned the Poker City from you, OVR, mm-hmm. like a lot of these different platforms. I learned from you know taking your training. Right. Um, so my question is. Getting back to your story, Sandbox is the one that really opened your eyes to everything, right? Yes. Um, after that, what made like how did you go about finding all these other, you know, quote unquote metaverses? Okay, so when I finally grasped the concept of the ownership from Sandbox, it led me to other places. Like, okay, now that this is a thing, who else is creating something? just like sandbox but differently so i went searching so i'm searching uh and this is before metaverse was even a word yeah nobody even knew metaverse and everybody who was coming to me now is like hey chris tell me about digital real estate i'm like it's not digital real estate it's the metaverse Mm -hmm. that's something totally different i also want to clarify that as well you are not purchasing digital real estate you are buying the metaverse the metaverse is actually ownership Mm-hmm. That is real ownership that is in your wallet. It's not in nobody else's wallet. It is yours. Okay. So when I went and I searched for different metaverses, I bumped into OVR. And actually, OVR was gifted to me by my brother Amir Hodari. Shout out to him as well. Amir led me down everything that i pretty much know about metaverses because he was like one of the very first ones that uh was really giving me like the deep understanding about cryptocurrency okay he gave me he gave me the structure deduction d duncan gave me the structure ramon wilson fed me the breadcrumbs and amir hodari was like the one who really like opened up this whole entire world of cryptocurrency for real yeah, that's 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 a great point right there. And I think that's the reason that's a great point is because, um, you know, I often tell people about like the DCG or some of the different masterminds that Corey and I are in. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you can't do this alone. Right. Because no. there's only so much time in the day. One mm-hmm. of the cheat codes is to be around people that are like like myself, even like, you know, um, learning things from you. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're learning from other people and we all learn together. And I think that's mm-hmm. the power in that. So you can actually pinpoint the people that have kind of like given you the, the game and you've yeah. built on top of that. Yeah. You built on top of that. So the thing about OVR, which is amazing, shout, uh, shout out to everybody. Shout out to Dennis, too, because I know Dennis was um, on a lot of this early. But um, OVR is amazing because you can actually build uh, AR experiences. So mm-hmm. have you actually done that yourself? Have you built experiences out or are you just buying the land at this point? Um, I'm buying the land. I have built some experiences. Um, I recently, oh, <laughs> I always tell the story. Anytime I get a chance, I always tell the story. So um, I used to work at this uh, condominium. I was a uh, front desk host. Mm-hmm. And this was right around, right before COVID hit. And uh, 
my wife had got sick from COVID. Mm-hmm. And I told the job. And when I told the job, they fired me. Wow. So when they fired me, I went and I purchased the entire building of that 18-story condominium. In the metaverse. <laughs> In the metaverse. I bought the whole damn thing. I bought the parking lot. I bought the swimming pool. I bought the tennis court. I bought the sidewalk next to it. Um, I bought the whole thing. The whole damn thing. So now, if they come looking for it, they got to pay me. Listen. <laughs> Listen, he's the pettiest dude in the metaverse. I told I put up a post like that the other day. I was like, listen, when people irritate me, I just go buy their name in their crib in the metaverse. But blame Chris for that because that's who I learned that from. Just listen, just go to the metaverse and buy their crib and then put a crazy experience in front of it. Look, I was gonna uh because this neighbor across the street from me, uh older white lady, she's cool, but she's not cool. So I just recently bought her house and I'm going to put a dinosaur in front of it and I'm going to have children come and look at this dinosaur in front of her house. I promise you. I promise you. I'm going to share it too, bro. I'm going to be sure to share it. I got to get with you. I own a bunch of land over there. I got to get with you to figure out how to build the actual experiences. That's the next step. Mad petty in the metaverse. petty. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, go buy the IRS building and put like a NASCAR race in front of it or something crazy like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it, um, this this space is is all about creatives. If you're a creative and you can think it, it can be built. Man, that's interesting, man. So so let me ask you this question. So you transition out of work and you're doing like you know crypto uh entrepreneurship full time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the question I have for you is is it's a Simple question, but when your friends and family ask, "What do you do now?" How do they do? They even understand what it is you do? <laughs> they don't. They don't. They don't. That was that was one of the reasons uh, I had recently put up this meme of SpongeBob, and on his name tag, it was uh, it, the meme read, "What do you do for a living?" When her family asks, "What you do for a living?" and I was like, "Talk about Bitcoin." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do for a living. I talk about Bitcoin. Like, I don't know what else to tell you other than the fact that I talk about Bitcoin, which I do. And I drive my family crazy. <laughs> now, one thing um, I do know about moving to the future with everything happening in the space and the metaverses, um, there'll be multiple metaverses. And also, I want you to explain this, too, because mm-hmm. most people first heard about the metaverse um, due to Facebook. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people are confusing facebook in their thing with everything else mm-hmm. can you kind of like break down why facebook isn't like the only metaverse or the metaverse like okay so facebook number one facebook is not a metaverse that is not a metaverse at all facebook is going to be just a virtual meetup if you will you know what i'm saying it's still going to be rules it's still going to be uh you can't say certain things you still can't uh, harass people or what they deem harassment on Facebook or Meta or whatever they call themselves now. But in the metaverse, you will have complete ownership. In the metaverse, you will be able to build what you want. You will be able to say what you want. It is going to be a space of complete freedom. Mm-hmm. 
So what you're saying basically is they're being building an AR VR experience, but they're not building a metaverse. No, they're not building a metaverse. It's, it's because the metaverse is open source. Okay. Whereas Facebook, they're not open source. I can't go in face. I can't go inside of Facebook and build anything on top of Facebook. Whereas if I have a property or if I have a metaverse somewhere like Decentraland, somebody can come in and actually build on top of what I already built. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, they got to pay me to do that, but it's possible. Interesting. Um, I have a question for you, right? Um, when you look at all these different um, metaverses that are exist now, mm-hmm. what is what is something that um? And by the way, anything we say here, this is not investment advice. It's for oh, education. No, this is not financial advice. Please yeah, not, not financial advice at all. But, but I, I do want to pick your brain while we have you here. Like I said, because okay. you're you're one of the most knowledgeable people I know about this this aspect of crypto. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at these upcoming projects, what is like what is impressing you? Like when you see it, and you say, "Oh man, I see what they're building here. This this could be something." Now everything is subject to change. Like you know, people can pass people, but when you look at the space, what excites you? Um, the really what excites me is scalability and ownership. The the main thing that I really want to press on everybody that's going to listen to this and watch this is the ownership aspect, because when it's in your wallet, you own it as opposed to if you give it to someone else or it's on their platform and you don't actually control it, then why would you even want to have your currency or somewhat ownership on that platform? Me personally, for me, this this is all about the ownership. They can never take it away from me. And when I talk about uh, in your wallet, I'm talking about with private keys. I'm talking about decentralization. I'm not talking about in a centralized aspect, whereas you go over here, you purchase something and it doesn't necessarily belong to you. One hundred percent. You could create a platform or not create a platform, but you can actually go on a a platform like, let's say, who has a centralized platform? Something similar to Metaverse Upland. I do not like Upland, even though it's Mm -hmm. on the EOS blockchain. I do not like Upland at all. But if they were to actually switch over to 100% centralized where Upland is completely on the EOS blockchain, where I don't have to give up my information, then that would make me a buyer of Upland. But right now, I don't like it. Yeah, so... And I'll tell you one thing. Upland got a mean marketing team, boy, because they ads are everywhere. Everywhere. They They got a mean marketing team. Okay, mm-hmm. so so I get that the on, the ownership aspect is is a is a huge part for you, mm-hmm. right? So when you look at these um, what, so what would be your favorite project? I know Sandbox got to be at the top of the list. Um, um I know you're big on Poker City. Mm-hmm. What else is there that you like? I like OVR. I like okay. OVR. Um, recently I just found something uh UFO. I like UFO. Do you do mm-hmm. diligence on UFO? Um. What's another good project that I'm really strong on? I'm actually really strong on Mana, to be honest. Okay. Uh, It might be out of someone's reach, but I like Mana. I like what they have to offer. I like what can be done on Decentraland. 
Mm-hmm. So it's funny. I just saw um, a, a, a plot on managers sold for two point four million. Two point four million dollars. That and by the way, for the folks listening or watching, this is in the metaverse. This is not yes. physical. This no. is digital piece of land sold for two point four million. Bro, that came with one hundred and sixteen extra plots. Dang. Mm. Dang. In the yeah. fashion district. Yeah. I mean, Bro, it's so. worth it. At, at that point, it is worth it. Because my thing is, you you know what the fashion district is mm-hmm. wherever it is. You know what I mean? Like absolutely. So that, Listen, that, that, I, that you know, normally when you hear 2.4 million dollars in some in a place that you've never been, like in the metaverse, I'm like, man, who the hell would pay that for some some gifts and some and, and some whatever? But my thing is that that's advertising space, and that's what people don't understand. Right, advertising is the thing that runs our world, and that's mm-hmm. advertising space. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that that's actually a very small amount of money to pay for that amount of advertising. You know, and crazy part, all of this is about attention, right? That's all yeah. social media is. Social media is how, how long can you? That's all TV is, mm-hmm. right? So when you watch TV, it's about how long can I get your attention so I can sell things to you, right? So mm-hmm. it's all about attention. And when you look at like the metaverse, it's about attention too. You got a number of eyes there. I could put mm-hmm. a billboard. I could put a billboard in the fashion district, right? Mm-hmm. That's attention. So that, mm-hmm. that that that's the thing that's interesting about it all. When you really, really break it down, break down what it is. That's kind of what sold me on Sandbox when I got on there and I saw like Tesla, Coca Cola, the New York Mets. I'm like, why are they buying this space? Oh, let me mm-hmm. buy some space mm-hmm. near it, yeah, right? Absolutely. And the crazy part about that is, I think uh, one of my uh, Sandbox slots, I paid less than hundred dollars for it. The cheapest Sandbox slot right now that I checked right before we came on was fourteen racks. Fourteen thousand. It's the cheapest one. If you go on Open C and you look wow. at the cheapest sandbox lot, fourteen thousand. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you see what's what's happening here, man. But yeah, this is this is an interesting conversation, man. Because you know, man. a lot of people don't understand the power of what's going on, but it's happening right before our eyes, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of value is, is is being transferred right now as we speak. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so um, that's interesting. I gotta look up this UFO that you're talking about. Like, yeah, it, it's a uh, it's a gaming platform, but it's also a metaverse. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I would I've been looking at uh, Blocktopia. That's B L O K. That's the block token. B L O K, right? Yeah, B L O K. Okay. That thing, that thing is going to move. That, okay. This this is not financial advice. I'm gonna say that one more time. <laughs> Absolutely, let's put that on the record. It's not financial advice. It, it, that thing is going to move because they have Binance. They have uh, they got Binance. They got QCoin. They got they got some heavy hitters over there when it comes to uh the metaverse. So yeah. if you if you can get a parcel of land over there, I most definitely would. The cheapest parcel that I've seen over there right now was like hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh, that's the cheapest. That's the cheapest. Damn, one hundred fifty k. They already ran. They already ran it up though. They yeah, not playing, bro. I'm already... And listen, when it comes to this space, bro, like you oh. just said, Jimmy, it's all about the attention. Mm-hmm. How long can I hold your attention? Yeah. Who do you like that will allow me to hold your attention? Watch what I tell you. You're gonna be able to watch sports in the metaverse. I believe it. Watch. I believe it. One of the things I've been thinking about, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense as to why Facebook took this leap. Because when you look at everything you can do in the metaverse, this is where the social interactions will happen. 
So they kind of have to be there, right? Yeah, your yeah. social media is about to change because you're literally going to change over from going to a website, which is which was uh, what was the Internet 2.0, to now mm-hmm. you're going into the metaverse, which is Internet 3.0. Mm-hmm. And so now they're, you know what I mean? That's why Facebook got ahead of the curve and started to make the move. Mm-hmm. Facebook has been on, that's the thing, it's not even recent. I had those, um, not the Oculus, I got the Oculus joints too. Like, mm-hmm. I got them literally right here, but the, um, it was before then. It was the, uh, the old ones where you had mm-hmm. to like put the phone in. They had to put the phone in there. Yeah, I remember those. Right? So I had that, and it was an application on there with Facebook. Mm-hmm. And you would go in there, and if you connected your Facebook account, anybody else who had the same application, the Facebook account could apply, and you would like literally be able to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And it was so weird that it freaked me out that I took it off. Like, no, nah, man, that's just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a George Orwell book. I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm off this. And this was this was years ago. They gave yeah. so they like, gave right. them away free because I got a pair of them Jones. Yeah, when yeah, they, they, phone, they gave, wow. When I bought my phone, they gave me the VR yep. glasses. Exactly. Wow. There was an application cool. on there. It was a Facebook. It was two applications that freaked me out. It was that one, and it was one that was based on Google Maps. So mm-hmm. you would put the VR on. Um, you would go to the Google Map, and you can like, you know how on Google uh, Google Maps you go on Google Street, you can walk down the street. Mm-hmm. You could do the same thing with the glasses on, so you can oh, like wow. visit neighborhoods without having to actually be there. Wow. Yeah, so those two applications kind of freaked me out. So I saw where this was coming, but um, mm-hmm. now when I'm seeing what's going on with these specific things in the crypto, it's um, it's very powerful, man. And then, mm-hmm. like I said, you're the guy that you're the, you're the guy that um, you know, put me down with a lot of this stuff, a lot of this stuff. So uh-huh. in the, in the NFT space, though, because you're also active just in uh, NFTs in general. Mm-hmm. What are yeah, some of your projects in it with just NFTs outside of like you know? The metaverse. Um, with with NFTs, that's also the same thing. It's it's all about ownership. You know what I'm saying? And how can you leverage that? Because let me let me speak to that as well. So, with NFTs, NFTs are non fungible tokens. That means that they are rare. Dollars, dollars are not rare, so they can't be NFTs. Too many dollars, they can print those with with the flip of a switch. So, NFTs, things that you can own, metaverses are also NFTs. You can leverage those. So the reason why I like NFTs and good NFT projects is because I could take out a loan on those NFTs. Yeah, a lot I of people aren't even aware of it. Right now. And, and you have like, multiple platforms you use, right? Yeah, yeah. I, um, Right now, the this new one that just came out, um, what's the name of it? What's the name of it? Defrag. Defrag. Okay was one of the ones that just came out i want to say probably yesterday and mm-hmm. nft Phi is the second one okay man i tell you chris got all the game bro <laughs> I, was just, I was just talking about nft Phi because i use that for for mine that's that's where i go sit mine down when i want some cash Mm-hmm. I never give them away. I, 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 you're gonna I actually, get some shark prices, though. You're gonna get some shark prices. They're gonna come over there and they're gonna be like, you know what? We listen we'll you alone for twenty two hundred percent on your NFT. Yo, the shark prices is crazy because when I looked at it, right, and the funny thing, I haven't been on um the NFT fi in a while. I mm-hmm. wonder what the you could, especially with the land, you probably could take that sandbox land up there right now and get paid. Bro. But I was looking at it from the other side, like, yo, how do I be the bank? How do I give out the loan and collect this a crazy interest on a smart you, contract? You can, all you, all you got to do, all you got to do is give somebody the loan, bro. Just yeah. give somebody a loan, and then if they don't pay back the loan, they don't pay back the loan. You the NFT automatically transferred to your wallet. That might be the move right there, because either you're gonna pay me a crazy rate, or I'm taking your land. Period. 
Hmm. <laughs> yeah, we got my mind thinking right here. Yeah, hey, that, you that, sure that, you want to drop this video, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> listen, we give the people what they want, man. Let me chill. Let me chill. We give away too much game right now. But listen, though, um, what does the future look like for you, right? So I know you have your own platform um, in, in terms of like, you know, bankroll wealth builders and all that. What, what, what does the future look like for what you're trying to build up? Um, I'm, I'm really just trying to build up a, a space for people to really just be able to grasp the information as it comes out. Now, I will tell you that dealing with cryptocurrency, you will not get any sleep whatsoever. Mm-hmm. If you are really immersed in cryptocurrency, you're going to sleep probably about four hours. Maybe, yeah. maybe four hours. That might be four hours spread out throughout the day because my phone <laughs> My phone rings so much and my messenger goes off so crazy and I get emails and I get text messages and it's just like I'm I'm never in enough spaces. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. but uh future, uh we're getting ready to build um you know what I can't I can't release that right now. I can't release <laughs> that right now. Uh, when it when I build it. When I build it, I'll release it. But all right, let, let us know. You that out some, right you now. Just know crazy. I'm, I'm working on two. I'm working on two different projects right now, and it is pertaining to physical land. And that's all I can say right now. Okay, all right. That's all so, I can say right now. Listen, I'm, I'm not going to ask you to divulge it. I know. I know you're always working on something. Um, mm-hmm. but, but but that's interesting though. So, you know, um. I know you also, like I said, give trainings and all that kind of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that I'm going to put your contact info within the description of this video as well as the audio uh, show notes. Because, um, okay. again, like I, like I tell everybody, I could vouch for this brother, man. Like, yeah. you know, what I, what, I, what I pay for a couple of his trainings, I've listened. I've already made back just in honestly. And one of them was just on the stuff from the wax platform. Like, you know, if, mm-hmm. when you and Dennis was breaking that down man, about awesome, how to stick yeah. stuff over there. Dennis is the man when it comes to that wax platform, bro. Oh, we're gonna get Dennis out here too. We're gonna I don't care what nobody says, bro. Nobody was talking about wax except Dennis. Yeah, we're gonna get him on here too. We're gonna get him on here too because he's another brother that's knowledgeable, another DCG brother who's knowledgeable um mm-hmm. within that space. Yeah, man. So that that that's dope, man. You gave us a lot of information, man. A lot of projects to go look forward to, a lot of stuff. Let me ask you this question though, right? What would you say is your favorite book or a book that's uh you know um, meant something to you along this journey? Um, favorite book, favorite book. I'm gonna have to say the Forty Eight Laws of Power. Okay, all right, Robert Greene. Love it. That book. That book should not be in the hands of a lot of different people. If you really, <laughs> if, if you really understand that book for real. That book is like top notch. It, it'll really help you with your mental because I, I was I was homeless before all of this. Mm-hmm. Before all of this, I, I was homeless, bro. I lived in a Motel Six with my wife and my four children. Mm. So that book, that book really helped me like get a really good sense of having a strong mental because situations only last for a short period of time as long as you allow them to continue to to keep happening because you're constantly thinking about what's wrong instead of how can i fix this so the whole time that i was homeless it it never felt like we were homeless the whole time that we were homeless it felt like 
it was just every day, like life was happening. I was still getting my kids to school. I was still getting my daughter to work, still getting my wife to work. And actually she didn't even have a job at the time. It was only me and my daughter that was working. Mm. So that book, I recommend that book to anybody. And if you can really understand what's really being said in that book, you can really make that book work for you. Now, you may have already answered my next question. My next question to you was going to be, what is the biggest hurdle that you had to overcome in this journey? Oh, man, that that right there. So when I first moved from Detroit, bro, when I first moved from Detroit, we was living with my mother and my mother was going through a situation where she was getting ready to move. But I didn't even know. And she told us at the last minute and then all of a sudden we were homeless. So when I uh, was going through that whole situation, I just was like, what can I do to fix this? And I don't know if you know anything about uh, Texas. They do not play when it comes to evictions. And I had evictions all over my background. Like, if you look up my name now, you won't see any evictions because I haven't been evicted from anywhere. But in the past, yeah, uh, I was house hopping because in Detroit, they got nothing but slim lords. Mm-hmm. Nothing but slum wars. So I was just one house to the next. Like, okay, you didn't want to fix anything. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to move to the next house. Evict me. Do what you got to do. I'm going to just go to the next house. Mm. But being being homeless, being homeless taught me a lot. Taught me how to be humble. Taught me how to really help people as opposed to looking at people from their present situation. Explain that though. Explain that real quick. But dig into that. You said it taught you how to help people as as opposed to looking at them in their current situation. Mm -hmm. So you got two different sides. You know what I'm saying? You got the side that we see and then you side that we don't see. So in the side that we do see, you're just looking at this person like right now. People are looking at me and they're looking at me like, okay, this is the guy to talk to about the metaverse. But on the opposite side of this, I'm a guy who's just really just about family and really just about, you know what I'm saying, helping people. So when I'm looking at somebody else in their present situation, they might be homeless or they might be, you know what I'm saying, strung out on drugs or they might be uh, an alcoholic, anything. But I'm looking at the person's potential, not at the person that I see right now. Got you. Got you. That makes sense. So, OK, that, that makes a lot of sense, man. Hey, Core. You got any questions for the brother, man? I, I one question. So you know, you were living wherever you were living, as far as you know, the hotels and whatever, and you were mm-hmm. trying to, you know, get your foothold in crypto and do all of that kind of stuff. What was the thing that allowed you to to make that move from, you know, being homeless to being able to get into the crypto space to be where you are now? Um, I just had to go through the steps, bro. I had to go through steps. That's the one thing that I really want to focus on too on this conversation. Stop trying to skip the steps. Don't skip the steps. Do what is necessary to get to the next level of where you want to be. If you have to start off being homeless, cool. Now, how do you go from being homeless to having a home? Once you get a home, okay, now you how do you maintain the home? So, my thing is, if if I really could press upon anybody, it is always keep moving forward, even if you fail. Even if you yeah. fail, bro, just keep moving forward. 
because that failure in there in that failure was a lesson. You learn the lesson. Now, if you never learn the lesson, you're going to keep failing. But always, as my aunt would say, fail forward. You know what I'm saying? And that's all I did, bro, was just to keep failing forward until something actually clicked, until something actually worked for me. And now here we are having a conversation about how I got into this space. That's dope. That's dope, man. You got an amazing story, bro. You got an amazing story, bro. Um, and I can't wait to look forward to, you know, some of the things that I'll, I'll learn in the future, man. You know, even even how to be more pettier, you know, um, <laughs> I'm, 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 look, I'm looking hey, forward to that, too. Hey, look, look, listen. So let's go ahead and, and, and drop this for the for everybody who's going to be listening and watching. Secure your name on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that one more time. Secure your name on the blockchain. If you don't. Somebody like us will. <laughs> Listen, man, and, and, and I was dying laughing, right? Because I got an NFT from Chris when I took one of his trains. He gave me an NFT, which is dope, mm-hmm. all right? So then I clicked on it, like, and of course, you know, in crypto, you can have as many wallets as possible, but you got the one wallet connected in OpenSea, and I was dying laughing. I clicked on it to see what other um, pieces you had in your in mm-hmm. your thing, and I'm like, and it shows you all the different names he owns, like Beyonce yeah. Knowles. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the real. The real Beyonce, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, yo, he own all their names on the blockchain. I'm sitting there yeah. like dying laughing, like, yeah. oh, I'm going through the names like, yo, Chris is wilding, yo. But yeah. hey, listen, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I so, have to, bro, because at the end of the day, if I don't, somebody else will. <laughs> somebody else, I promise you, somebody is going to come looking for the real Beyonce, bro. It may not be today, may not be tomorrow, but somebody's gonna come looking for that name. And and, and it's a small price to pay because I know how much those names cost. It don't. Oh, man, it, it, it's, it's not going. It's, it's going to cost you a, a meal. It's going to cost you a meal at your favorite. You know, yeah. It don't even cost so much that you can't even get involved with it. I mean, right now because they they move they move change, but back back then though, depending upon gas fees, bro, you get smacked crazy. But that, but man. you know. It is what it is, man. When that when that yeah. when that recent airdrop happened, it was all worth it. Man, what? Bro, that airdrop, I got paid so much off of that real Beyonce name. It was crazy. That real Beyonce name was like, and I don't know, did y'all watch the uh live video me and brother Dennis did? About I what? Like the day before Halloween. I didn't mm-hmm. I don't think I saw that nah. one. Okay, so the day before Halloween, we were inside of uh, DCG and we did a live video and I was talking about secure your name on the blockchain. Okay. Halloween day, ENS did an airdrop. Mm. They did it. I did, I did not expect that at all. But yeah, I, I didn't expect that. I've been buying names since last year. Yeah, I, I got a nice bag too. Because Same thing. Same thing. I was buying names since last year. Like, mm-hmm. you know. East Sweat, East Sweat.eth. I got a couple yeah. of them. You know, yeah. shit, by the hood. By the hood is uh, we got that one. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, but yeah, so that was interesting, man. Like, get your name on the blockchain. That's yeah. right. Your name is available on the blockchain. Yes, it as is. As is I your promise. crib. As is yeah. your crib. So yes, it is. So and I will buy your crib and put a uh <laughs> For those who don't know what we're talking about, you know, you can check out some of these platforms you're talking about, but you could put AR and VR experiences in front mm-hmm. of like different different facilities in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Chris is petty, so he does it to people to irritate him. So, 
you know, that, that's what we want in 2022, man. Go get your crib mm-hmm. and get your name, man. But Chris, man, I want to say thank you so much for man for sharing your story. Um, you know, for telling us about the ups, the downs, the whole nine. We definitely appreciate you, brother. Continue to do the work that you're doing, man. And you know, we're going to build in the future, man. But just want to say thank you. For sure. Appreciate y'all for having me on, man. Absolutely, man. So for the folks out there, I'm going to put um Chris's contact information within the show notes as well as the description box. If you're watching the video, make sure you reach out to him, see everything he got going on. You know, go take a look and see if he already owns your name and your crib. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but stay in tune with us, y'all. Listen, we appreciate all the support and love we got out there. And as we always say, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. Game elevates. And we'll see y'all guys in the next episode. Peace. No doubt. Peace, family.